I'm going to start this by saying this is not about mental health, but it is about keeping mentally healthy in stressful situations such as the theater. I'd like to propose a toast. Welcome to Wines and Dolls, a podcast where Chelsea and Emily wine and talk about musicals. Welcome. Wine is a double one time drop. Welcome to Wines and Dolls. Today I am whining. We have to find oh. something new to whine about. I just burped. Gross. No, it wasn't as gross as yours. I'm going to whine about gas. What are you whining about, Chelsea? I'm not whining about gas. Um, you know, I'm going to whine about <sighs> theater kids that say they want to be in a show, audition for it, and then don't show up or commit. It doesn't happen often, but I'm in a situation right now where I'm having to deal with something like that. And I, I just, I am a nice person. I'm too nice of a person. And I had to give a speech the other day. Oh no. I hate when you have to give a speech. I had to give a freaking speech. And God, it's too early in the process to give a speech. I said to them, cause one kid was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And then another one was like, it was a downhill spiral after that. Of course it was. And I was like, we are in rehearsal number three for this show that goes up in April. You can fight me all you want and you will win. You will win, but the rest of us, the whole team, we're all gonna lose. In the end, you're gonna lose. So if you wanna fight me, you're gonna win the argument, but you're not gonna stay in this and make us lose. So I can replace you. I don't care who your parents are. I can replace you. I don't want to. I chose you for this role because I want you to do well in this role and I want you to succeed in this role. So after that, we didn't have a problem the rest of the time, but in in general, we had some like just issues with focus. And in all honesty, I know it's after school. These kids are not used to being in shows. They are a lot of first timers. So Mm -hmm, I'm teaching mm -hmm. a lot of them, not only how to act, not only how to sing and do it all at the same time, but theater etiquette, theater rules, what it means mm-hmm, to be in a mm-hmm. show and a production. It's new, but I'm, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to do. It's also exciting because I have a lot of, I have a lot of first timers in my show right now. It's very exciting to have yeah, first timers. And being able to kind of set that foundation because I'm, I'm doing the opposite where I'm not necessarily having to have that speech because, um, anyone's having an issue is somebody who has done a show before. Mm-hmm. And feeling they deserve, they deserve more. Ugh. Where trying to teach, like as an ensemble, you have to do what's best for the team, as opposed to yourself. Mm-hmm. But my newcomers, um, we're teaching them how to like. This is how you write down your blocking. Yeah. And oh my gosh, it's, I just I forget all that stuff that people don't know how to just mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. I will. I'll be in the middle and be like, I need you downstage right to. Like, Don't know what that means? Put D-S-R-2. <laughs> circle this word. We'll come back to it. That's what you need. Well, I'll be like, circle this word in the script. Write this next to it. At that word, you need to be on that spot. And they get it. They get it. Good. So, uh, I'm not whining about that. Good. I'm cheersing that. Cheers. Look at that. Look at that. Newcomers. I know. Newcomers. What are you whining yes. about, though? I don't... What am I whining about? I feel like that's part of the drinking game. Every time I answer your question with question. You do. I do. And Take it's the sip. same question. It's always the same. Yeah. Um, 
long pause. You could whine about how you have to work in the morning. And not. I'm not because I have I have a job in the morning, so but I'm very excited. But you could do a sleepover party with me, and you're not. Oh, Chelsea's mad because I'm not spending the night because I have to work in the morning really early. <sighs> I had to be at work at. Um, I like to be there at 9:30. Technically, 9:45 was the time, but I believe in being early. Mm-hmm. To be early is, is to, to be, be on, on time. time. To be on time is to be late. To be but there late is a too early. Is to be fired. To be late is to be unacceptable. Unacceptable. Yeah. Yeah, no, I want to get there. I like to be there 15 minutes early as like a general rule for all of my things. But I have been told at a SAG audition that 30 minutes early is too early. But 15 minutes early is understandable. Because if you're there for an hour, then SAG has to start paying you. Oh, gotcha. So, um, just so you know, if you're auditioning for a SAG anything, don't show up 30 minutes early. Because the casting director will get a little stressed. Good to know. I've never done SAG. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, I'm, I'm sorry you have to work in the morning. I guess we won't have our fun epic sleepover party where we watch all the things that I want you to watch. We need to watch them. She's like, not seen Little Shop of Horrors. I haven't. I don't think she's seen Funny Girl. Well, I've seen Little Shop of Horrors on stage. Yeah, but not the movie. I haven't seen the movie. It's not the same. I haven't seen Funny Girl. Uh, yeah, I know. How did you know that? Because we talked about it before, and I was like, um, we're going to have a sleepover, and that's where the sleepover oh, shined for. Um, oh, yeah. And then I accepted a job. She accepted a job, which is fine. I understand. I offered you her other money. alternatives, and she said no. Because I was working. I have other jobs. Thursday nights? Yes. Friday mornings? Yes. Oh, fuck. Okay. Sunday through mm-hmm. Monday. Don't, don't talk to me about Sunday. Sunday evening. Mm-mm. I am dead. I work eight hours on a Sunday. I wake up like... Holy hell! Sneaky! Sneaky is straight up chasing. Hold on. Can you pause it? That scared me. Okay. We're almost done with our airheads. Good. We've been eating candy like crazy girls. And we've been drinking. We've been drinking some poinsettias tonight. Some champagne. Oh yeah. I just... um, We're drinking Andre right now. Andre. Straight. Straight Andre. Straight Andre. Neat. Intermission. So what are we what are we talking about on this? Menu? I don't know, Chelsea. You're the one took it out of the bowl. I did. We I took it out of the bowl, and now we're gonna do a drum roll. <laughs> Theater stress streams. I don't remember who suggested this one. I forgot to write it down. I'm so sorry. We're already getting stressed. I'm stressed about this. By theater stress streams. Okay. So the reality of theater, y'all, is that it's a stressful environment. Mm. Um, whether you're an actor, dancer, choreographer, director, um, or producer, it, all of the above. Lighting designer. Lighting designer. Technical designer. There's a lot weighing in the theater. We put a lot of stress on ourselves. Well, it's also because you're putting it's you're putting yourself in a vulnerable position. Yes. Constantly that can't, it's not necessarily quantitative data that's going to measure your success. You sound way too educated right now. You need more alcohol. I've had a lot of alcohol. That was a fantastic way to put that. So yes, there's a lot of stress that comes along with being an artist because there's also, you know, that, that imposter syndrome. Am I good enough? Am I oh really gosh, this I'm person? I'm suffering I... so bad. I just had a oh. big old conversation with Sarah Sneesby about imposter oh, syndrome. Same. And how I'm... I mean, I haven't had the conversation with Sarah Sneesby, but I, I feel it. Ooh. Sarah, 
You are a great cheerleader. Just so you know. You, I love you, Sarah. I, I miss you, Sarah. You. Come back, Sarah. She's doing movement direction at Royal Central. Cool. So she's working with my friend Paolo right now, who I met at auditions. Uh, he did the Orin song mm-hmm. at the audition. Imposter syndrome. Real thing. It is. I never had it until now. Well, I feel too, to a certain extent, we all kind of think I'm not good enough mm-hmm. because I mean we get on stage as actors the reality of it we do get on stage to get a little bit of attention right we sure there's a lot that goes into what an actor does uh, what a director does what a choreographer does in the end we like to be seen we do like to be seen we like our work to be seen we like we like to be applauded for the good things the creative things we have to offer to the world and it, that there's nothing wrong with that we want to be seen, we want to be acknowledged for our love of the arts, for, for what we have inside that we want to share with the world. And at the same time, that is the most vulnerable thing you can do, mm-hmm. is share what you have inside. Mm-hmm. While you want that acknowledgement, it's also very scary. So, of course, you're going to have theater stress dreams, right? And, I mean, everybody still probably has those high school stress dreams where you you're naked and you're showing up to a test and you're not prepared for that test. But I'll tell you, like, every time I'm in a show, doesn't matter. Oh, I can give it a story. Doesn't matter what. Every time I'm in a show, whether I'm a chorus member or I'm a lead, I am, I have stress dreams week before tech every time. And then also during tech, I don't sleep, so I don't dream. So... The week yes, before, so, so, so <laughs> the week before tech, I'm exhausted. Week of tech, I am so exhausted because I'm turning around in bed, just not, not, anyway, mm-hmm. not sleeping because I'm so exhausted and mentally exhausted, and I, I just I can't I can't sleep because I'm I'm also nervous at the same time that people are not going to see me for how I want to be seen, mm-hmm. or they're or whatever. It's it's a lot of stress, so. I'm even stressed out just thinking about it. So I usually have dreams where I'm not good enough, um, where I'm sure many people can relate to that. I remember when I did Tuck Everlasting, I was working with um, a director who I highly admired, and I had these dreams week week two of the production because I kept having these like this feeling, this crushing feeling that I wasn't good enough. This just during rehearsal process, I'm like, oh, I'm not good. James is getting some. Drink. Drink. (laughs) I had this crushing feeling, though, during the Tuck Everlasting uh, process, and I played May, which is a big role for a young person to play, like a 30-year-old to play this older woman. So young. Shut up. I am young. I know. I'm very just, young. I just said you were young. Okay, see, that was the imposter. I thought she was making fun of me. Okay, anyway, so... It was, a, it was like 50-50. I had dreams... This, shut up. The whole week. I had dreams the whole week after we started blocking with this director that, that he was upset with me. I had a dream every single night that week that he was mad at me, that I wasn't doing good enough, that he was talking about me behind my back the whole week. I was, I was scared to death to go back into rehearsals in the real life world, not in dreamland, because I thought my dreams were a reality. And that was just manifestation of mm-hmm. stress about working with this director and really wanting to do well because he has a lot of influence um, in town. So 
uh, and I've, I found that I have, I don't have any specific dreams, but when I direct shows, I have more stress dreams than I do as an actor because directing, you are the person in charge. You are leading that boat. Mm. And if things fail, they fail real hard. If it sinks, you're going down with it. You're going down with it. Knock, knock. Guess who's there? You're a failure. (laughs) (laughs) And on that, Emily is directing her very first show right now. And she's doing a great job with what circumstances have been happening around her that she cannot control. But something you don't know about Emily is that she likes to have some control. I love control. She loves control. What? But guess what? Who edits this podcast? (laughs) Please don't edit that out. It's okay. We all want control. I'm a soprano. I want to control literally everything in my voice. You literally want to control the melody of the entire song. Yes. Anyway, so Emily, tell us about your stress dream that you had recently. Yeah, I was just telling Chelsea about my stress dream. My stress dreams are a lot... They're very interesting because um, I have Hashimoto's. If you don't know what Hashimoto's is, I'm going to tell you. It's an autoimmune disease that attacks your thyroid and it's treating your thyroid as a foreign object in your body so it's your literally your white blood cells that attack foreign objects but keep you well are attacking my thyroid so it inhibits the secretion of hormones from my thyroid to the rest of my body so i have symptoms of of hypothyroidism Mm -hmm. but don't have hypothyroidism okay so I have to take a hormone. There's your biology lesson for today. So I have to take hormones. And if you've ever been on an antidepressant, um, one of the side effects is very vivid dreams. It's a very similar effect. So mm-hmm. I have very vivid dreams, especially when I'm stressed. And I have been a little stressed, just a little bit. A lot. I'm a lot. that stressed. I'm like, Okay. I'm working with what I've got, and I feel like I'm doing it very well right now. <laughs> You're doing great now. But one of the things that's been happening is I just I haven't really necessarily had the income to eat and have had a lot of coffee the past several weeks. And so... You can come over here and eat. It's okay. We're doing good. But I have... Hits has free coffee, and they also had a bag of chocolate, so I'm doing pretty well. But... <laughs> I have like point five is, boxes of mac and cheese. Just point to is, with so you. Jesus, oh my god. <laughs> point is, um, I couldn't sleep, and then I finally fell asleep, and um, I had the most interesting dream that I was downtown in Houston, outside of the theater that actually just closed and moved. So the theater that I had my long contracts with, the like I was there for like a year and a half, mm-hmm. every Saturday. And I had parked out front, and my car got broken into once when I went to that theater. And I was doing probably, I don't remember what I was doing downtown. I don't usually remember my dreams, but when they are this vivid, I remember them. When I remember walking back to my car and finding that my bag with my keys in it were still in my car, slightly covered by a jacket, and being like, wow, it's amazing, my car didn't get broken into or stolen. And then my dream logical mind was like, well, I'll just leave it here. And I run into my choreographer for, the, for Heather's, we're in Emma. And Emma and I walk to the 610 loop of Houston. Um, the 610 loop is the inner loop of Houston. It's about six miles from downtown. So we walk. It would be stupid to do that. It would be stupid. Especially at night. Especially at night and especially with your car. And, oh, and it was daytime 
by the time we made it to 610. So you walked all night? I don't, I don't know. It was dream logic. So we're at 610, and I listen to a podcast where they talk about lucid dreaming a lot. And so we're at 610, and I look at Emma, and I go, you know what? This was dumb. We should have just driven. Let's go back and get my car. You know what? I, this is so dumb. I bet it's not even real. I bet we're in a dream. So if it's this is a dream, I could fly to my car. <laughs> so what I remember is me jumping up and down in the dream, trying to jump up onto like the, the light post and just falling down and not being able to fly. Apparently when you're lucid dreaming, the hardest thing to do is fly. Ugh. But I love flying in my dreams. It's been a long time since I've done that. I don't... I don't know. I haven't been able to control it, but I have flown. I tried. Yeah. Apparently. Did not. Did not. It didn't. It was didn't go unsuccessful. Well. So me and Emma walk back to the 610 loop where they're always having construction right now in real life. And when we get there, always. Bill and I, the science guy, is having like a some sort of activist protest. There's a whole bunch of people. But There's no cars. He's dressed as something. But he, say. what I told Chelsea, is he looks like Ronan from Marvel. Keep in mind, I've been having like my own little Marvel marathon this past month in my house. I've literally watched, I've watched it a lot. And so he's blue and an alien with a six pack. So, um, he's, I don't, I don't remember if he was animal activist or if, or if it was like human rights. I really don't remember what it was, but there was some sort something going on and he was half dressed as an alien and Emma and I or trying to get through it, and we just can't. And then I woke up. You know what was happening that week? Huh. I think part of this was because during my bike tour last Sunday, in real life, I ran into the gates to the marathon, and I couldn't get to my bike oh. tour. So I think that's what it was. It was like reminiscent of the of the marathon, and me yeah. being like, why what do I do? are we cutting out all these streets? Yeah. <laughs> so that was my most recent stress dream. Did, did Emma ever disappear? Um, when I woke up, she wasn't there though. She wasn't downtown. She didn't really appear until we made it to 610. So that space between. Oh, I thought you ran into her and then walked down. Well, that's the Oops, thing though. It was like between downtown and 610. I don't remember that part of the dream. I don't really remember. Like I remember we walked because I like connected that my car was downtown still. And so we, I started to the walk and then it ended. And then I like between starting the walk and then running into Emma at 610 or whatever, her being with me, there's a space and time that I don't know about. Okay. In my memory of so the dream. I told, I told Emily I would dissect her dream, and some of it you just can't dissect because it's just like it's shit so that has creeped into your life, like the bike tour and the, the blue Bill Nye, whatever. God, the Ronan so Bill Nye. That's I was just like, weird. That's just here. some weird shit. But it's, it's also obstacles. It's just obstacles mm -hmm. on your way to what you need to get. So, fucking fly back to my car and well, not be able the to. The fact that you tried to control the flying, that you knew you were lucid dreaming at the time and you tried to control it and then it failed you, speaks to the fact that you want to control things in life. Oh, this is where she's like. <laughs> I'm trying to be smart here. Trying, but I've had some alcohol. So you, you really want to control some things, but things that you can't control, you're trying to control. So sometimes you just gotta let that shit go. Let it go, girl. Let it go. Let it go. I'm already done with Frozen though, so. Let go. Well, let it go in other ways too. But like, I feel like with the shit that's happened to you recently with, with stuff happening to you, with, we're being, we're vague booking right now, but 
Vague, <laughs> vague booking. Vague blogging. Vague podcasting. podcasting. Vague, vague casting. Is it vague? Are we podding or are we casting? Vague, are we podcasting? vague podcasting. Anyway, with with some of the shit that's happened to Emily recently, I can see like why you'd want to take more control, but sometimes you just have to step back and look at it and be like, okay, I can handle this. I can't control this. I'm going to let that go. I'm going to control what I can and not what I can't. The whole prohibition that you're coming out of prohibition after it had shut down um, and walking the hard route to 610 makes sense to me because prohibition was a place of safety for you. It was a place where you had regular gigs. They closed down recently and they now moved. they moved, but, but like the program but I was the in program you were is in. no longer existent. Right. Yeah. So that's a part, another part of your life. You're losing a lot of things right now, business wise. Yeah, that's true. And this is something else that you've lost that you feel like you have to take a harder route now to get somewhere instead of just taking your car from prohibition to the next Quit stop. Quit reading me, Chelsea girl. God, she's reading me like a book right now. Um, not to toot my own horn, but toot toot. Chelsea is also psychic. I'm not. I just read a lot she of Brene will, Brown. She will read your dreams if I, you join our no, Patreon. No, literally, y'all, we all have the same stress. I'm, just I'm gonna make that. A, I'm gonna make that a tier on Patreon. D- Fifty dollars, and I will read your dreams. I am. Psychic. Maybe we'll just add it to the twenty dollar tier. <laughs> no. Okay. No, you gotta pay fifty for that. Fifty. Okay. F- tw- Thirty. Twenty-five. We're twenty twenty dollars and fifty cents. Anyway, twenty dollars. <laughs> so I feel like like you're you're feeling really a little lost about that, and you're just you're trying to get from point A to point B now in a different way, and it's not the easiest route. And then you ran into your choreographer of Heather's, who you really trust. Yeah. Who like you've gone through this weird route, and now you're at this place but you've got somebody you can depend on now that you're walking with through this weird place. Emma, you listening? She trusts you, Emma. Walked all night and it became daytime. That's like already just like, you know it's going to be fine. Yeah. You walked with Emma from the nighttime to daytime, whether you knew what was happening in that point, but it became day to you. She helped you. I like how Chelsea wrote in her notes, alien with six pack. Alien with six pack. Also, the lucid dreaming, that whole fly thing, I wrote... A plus B doesn't always equal C. You gotta find a way to X. That's a lot of a yeah. lot letters you just said. Yeah, I almost said numbers Y-Z. and I had to remember that's alphabet. I did that too. <laughs> anyway, so... One plus two does not equal four. Yes, it does. <laughs> but it does. But it can. But it doesn't have to. But it's fine if it doesn't. So if you're having a lot of doubts about yourself, that's normal. As a director, as an actor... As a choreographer, as any kind of creative artist, um, that goes for all artists in general. If you're having doubts about yourself, that is normal. We have doubts about ourselves 99.9% of don't, the time. Don't you wink at me. I'm looking at you sideways like we know this. Oh, she's this winking in her eyes though they both stayed open. <sighs> well, they both just winked at me at the same time. If you would like a book recommendation, I would love to recommend to everybody to read Brene Brown's I Thought It Was Just Me, But It's Not. It's a great book. I'll put it in the show notes. We really, she's a Houston-based social psychologist. She teaches at U of H. She's done a lot of um, tours now. She has a TED Talks. So she helped me a lot. And like therapy, 
my therapist like recommended her. So I okay. read, I read a bunch of books and it helped me get to where I am right now where I'm okay with my stress. I'm yeah. cool with it. I'm okay with myself. I'm getting better about accepting that I'm a good person. Yeah. I like you. Yeah, I like you too. Oh, wow, thanks. This is, this podcast is like, we have a good time. This is our way of having fun creatively and kind of controlling our environment because you don't have to watch us do this unless you're a Patreon member, but we can just like be who we are and yeah. be drunk. And you see Chelsea shimmy. We deal. She just shimmy, but you can't see it this time. We deal with our insecurities with alcohol. And that's not necessarily very healthy. I don't. But that's not what we're doing. <laughs> I stopped Jesus taking notes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, you can leave it. No, we're taking care of our feelings with ourselves and talking about it. And alcohol just happens it's to be. It happens involved. to be here, but it's like a total integral part of it's our show. It's definitely a social. <laughs> we're not sitting here by ourselves drinking. We're socially we're, drinking. We're socially drinking with each other and James downstairs. And the cats, and the sticky, cats. just went behind the chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're being healthy. Anyway, anyway, just know that stress dreams are normal in the theater world and all artist worlds. So it's okay, y'all. You're gonna be fine. You're gonna make it through, and you're still an artist, whether you're making money at it or not. If you've got some some problems, you need a you need to chat about. And you need to reach out and talk to somebody. But Email you gotta us. gotta have friends. friends. Reach out to us. We are happy to help. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk with you. We'll meet up with you. So reach out to us. Let us know what you think. At winesanddolls at gmail.com. Yeah. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at winesanddolls. I monitor that all the time. So yeah. I will see it. Maybe not on TikTok. TikTok, I'm not very good at monitoring. I hate the TikTok. On TikTok. But let me, let me tell I know this went, this went kind of dark. This is not the usual funny us. We are a little drunk, but, but really. <laughs> we had like, a lot of airheads. Had a lot of airheads and candy, <laughs> so we're awake at 1030 at night when I usually am asleep. But honestly, y'all, it needs to be said, it's, it's not an easy life. Get a lot of rejection. Get a lot of stress. We need to talk through, talk through. Get a lot of out. rewarding experiences. We do. It's we have to learn to live in those rewarding experiences until we get the next gig. So, talk to us, and we'll see you next time. Yeah. Um, don't forget our Patreon. It's such a weird transition. Um, you can uh, join us on Patreon at www.patreon.com/winesanddolls. Um, tiers starting at two dollars a month, all the way to twenty dollars a month or more. Um, you can find us at Facebook, Instagram, at Twitter, at Wines and Dolls. You can email us at winesanddolls at gmail.com. Feel free to, wherever you're listening on, press that subscribe button and leave us a five-star review. That really helps us out. And we will be back again next week with our next um, musical. Don't know what it is yet. I thought we agreed. Anyway, we'll tell you next time Until what our musical time. is. Until then, I'm Chelsea. And I'm Emily. And this, this is, is Wines and Dolls. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>